This episode is brought to you by the Sin.com Podcast Network. He runs a website called The Black Bookie, which is very cool. You ought to stop by and check that out. And his slogan is, and I haven't hit this before, I'm going to hit it this time, because it's the best one. His slogan is, if you snooze, you lose. And indeed, that is the case. There are only so many money-making opportunities to be had, and he's going to tell you where they all are. It's the one and only Black Bookie. It's Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, how are you today? Good afternoon, America. Welcome to the Snooze You Lose podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Joe. Season 3, episode 26. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Hit that subscribe button. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this. You know how we roll. I don't like to take up too much of your time. Make sure you follow us on social media, at TheBlackBookie on Twitter, at TheBlackBookie on Instagram. Give us a like on Facebook on the Uncle Joe shoptheblackbookie.com and it's just like we talked about before on last show days of our lives just always drama always a soap opera with these dudes we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers it's about the Braves winning the World Series Damian Lillard struggles early on in the NBA season but first we're going to get down to something unfortunate and very serious that we obviously have to talk about. Henry Ruggs, wide receiver, Oakland Ra- uh, Las Vegas Raiders, driving 156 miles per hour, twice over, over the uh, legal limit, twice for drinking, killed a lady, and it's just no excuse. It's just, it's never an excuse, but it's really no excuse. And it's always so unfortunate because with these situations, it's never the drunk driver that gets hurt. It's always an innocent person. It's never the drunk driver all the time. You know, I'm not going to get on here and act like I'm some saint. We've all made our mistakes. We all have our past. We all have our skeletons. But I feel zero sympathy and zero empathy when this happens to star athletes and celebrities because you're you're wealthy. Yeah, you're not the, the, the richest person in the world. You're not Jeff Bezos. You're not Elon Musk. You're not Bill Gates. But a $100 Uber, a $150, $200 cab, a $300 limo ride, it ain't going to break you. It ain't going to break you. You'll be fine. You probably spent more than that getting as intoxicated as you did. Especially... You know, athletes too, it's like you you guys have so many teammates to call. So I mean, you Henry Ruggs could have probably called John Gruden and he would have got out of bed and came and got him. You could have called the owner. Somebody. You have too many outlets and too many resources to be that reckless to not only possibly take your own life, but take somebody else's life. 
and now just throw your your career away. You know, this happened before with Dante Stallworth. Same thing. He was under influence. He killed somebody. You know, but he was at the end of his career. He was a journeyman at this time. You know, Ruggs just got into the league. A star at Alabama. All that sweat and tears in high school and, and probably in middle school, too, in middle school and high school to get to college, all the practices, all the training, all the working out, all down the drain in one night. For what? I don't care, sober or drunk. This should never be an excuse for you to be driving 156 miles per hour. And then to be doing it in Vegas? If you've never been... There's not many places in Vegas to drive that fast unless you're in a dune buggy in the desert. It's just inexcusable. When you have, like I said, you have resources. There's people you can call, teammates, friends, family, cabs, Ubers, limos. It's never going to be worth it. And it's always an innocent person that pays for it. Because, yeah, now... His career is pretty much over, and I have, like I said, I have no sympathy. He should do as much time in jail as he's supposed to do. But that's not going to bring back that lady's life. She's gone. You know, 4 o'clock in the morning to be driving that reckless. When Just pick up the phone and, and, and call an Uber. Call somebody. Call a teammate. Call a coach. Call the training staff. Call the GM or anybody. It's just never, I feel no remorse. Like I said, I have no sympathy. He should do as much jail time as as needs to be served and given to him. And I don't wish prison on anyone. But there's just no excuse. That's just no excuse to make, to be that reckless and make that type of mistake when you're in a certain position in life. You know, some people go out to the bar with their friends down to their last 40 bucks and they, you know, they make a stupid decision and drive home because they can't afford the $90, $80 Uber because they're so far away from home or whatever. You know, the surcharges are higher because the time of night it is. Henry Ruggs doesn't have that. He's not limited like that. He's not down to his last 50 bucks. So... Just a real unfortunate situation. Just see someone's life taken and another young man pretty much throw his life away on a single night where he's worked hard his whole life to get to where he's at. And I'm not going to blame this on the team being in Vegas because this could happen obviously anywhere. So I think that's bullcrap to try and blame it on that. It could happen anywhere. There's bars anywhere. There's liquor anywhere. There's fast cars anywhere. So the team being in Vegas is not the reason why. But if we do start seeing this being an issue, I mean, it's not like the team's going to move, but the NFL is going to have to figure something out. But just a real, real, real unfortunate and sad situation. We stick with the NFL. Aaron Rodgers comes out, tests positive for COVID, unable to play Sunday against the Chiefs, a game that ratings-wise, you know, 
people were getting a chance to see it. Rodgers versus Mahomes, even though the Chiefs this year have been a shell of themselves, they haven't looked good, squeaked out a win against the Giants on Monday night. Now they were going to have to face Green Bay on a short week. Rodgers test positive. And it's not that he tested positive. The story behind this is that he's lied about being vaccinated. He asked the NFL to give him certain protocols and special treatment because he didn't want to get vaccinated. They refused it, which is right. Because, yes, you are Aaron Rodgers. You're a bad man. You're one of the best quarterbacks ever playing in the NFL. But we can't give you special treatment over the whole league. Now, you know, on the field, a player two, you know, call two goes your way. Of course, you're Aaron Rodgers. You, you deserve that. You're going to, you know, might get an extra call two at home. But we can't treat you differently than the entire league. Especially when this was a situation where, you know, guys didn't want to play last year. You had guys that didn't want to play last year because of COVID. And we have thrown other players under the bus for not wanting to get vaccinated. In the NFL and in other sports. So we have to treat Rodgers the same way. For, for, for those, not saying me, myself particularly, but those of you have, who have thrown other players under the bus. Oh, I just do it. How dare they? How selfish could they be? Got to give them the same treatment. Can't have a double standard here either. But for Rodgers to lie about being vaccinated and then walk around not wearing a mask and not following certain protocols and acting like he is vaccinated, that's where an issue lies. Because, yes, we all know in life people get treated differently, special treatment for certain certain people. That's part of life. Like I've said before on the show, you don't believe that, go to your job. Go to your job. You see it right at your job. Everybody don't get treated the same in your office or your workplace. Heck, you can go take it back further. When you were in school, there were certain kids in the classroom that got different treated differently than others. But the fact of him lying about it and not just not follow it was one it's one thing to lie about it but at least if you're gonna lie about it i i guess he just had to, he just figured hey f it i'm gonna just go with this lie and fake the funk and walk around like i am vaccinated what's the worst that could happen i guess we're here we found out we found out and there's some deeper rules that if players do lie about being vaccinated, it's supposed to be suspensions that come with this. Because, yes, you don't have to be vaccinated, but if you aren't, there's certain protocols you're supposed to follow differently than a player that is. So since he's not following these protocols and he isn't vaccinated, there's supposed to be harsher penalties coming than uh, just missing a game until he clears. Right now he's asymptomatic. But this, the NFL's got, you know, this, this is where it goes right back to what I just said a minute ago about people getting treated differently because are they going to come down on him? Or is this just going to be a slap on the wrist? Hey, 
you know, now you need to start wearing your mask and getting tested more frequently, and et cetera, et cetera. That it's, he put, he put the league in an awful in an awkward situation. And like I said, the rest of you that threw players under the bus, he's got to go on. Make sure you run him over too. Don't play favorite now. Keep it fair. Do not play favorite now. Heck, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need this. He could walk away from this and be on Jeopardy next week. But he is going to miss this Chiefs game. We're going to see what, if there's any repercussions that the league decides. I, I don't, I don't think. I think it's going to be a talk and a private meeting and, and an office somewhere, and that'll be the end of it. Because that's just how life works. Unfortunately, we all don't get treated the same. Atlanta Braves. Actually, one more NFL story Actually, before we jump into that. Rams trade deadline. Picking up Von Miller. Going for it all. Listen, this is a win-win for both teams. Von Miller, pass rusher from the Denver Broncos, goes to the Rams to join Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, already with that electric Rams offense. They get a second and third round pick in next year's draft. This is a win-win. Listen, Von Miller, 32 years old, getting up there in age, not the same dominant every down snap type of player he was he was going to be a free agent free agent anyway at the end of the year better to get something for him than just walk and get nothing for him he got a second and a third round pick for him and remember this is football this is not like basketball where you need him to be efficient up and down the court for 38 minutes 35 minutes he can be in a super bowl game and make one or two plays to change the whole outcome he could be in the NFC Championship game, make a, a sack fumble, a strip fumble, or a big sack, or, or a deflection that leads to a pick, anything, and, and that's a win. If he has a big play for them in the playoffs, because right now we would all say, I, could all, I think we could all agree that the Rams are probably going to make the playoffs, right? He makes a big play in the playoffs to help them win a game, it's a win. Unless he's hurt and can't play, that's the only way the Rams will lose this this trade. He has one big fumble, uh, a sack fumble, or forces a fumble, deflects a pass, anything, even a big sack on third down, or, or you know, let's say it's two down territory, a big sack on fourth down, it's a win. Because that's all you're asking him to do is to come in, be a veteran presence. Take some attention off Aaron Donald now, too, because the guys still have to respect him. Take some attention off Aaron Donald. Now they can't double him as much. And and he's a difference maker. That's it. Is he going to be every snap, every down from here to the Super Bowl effective? Probably not. I would say more likely not than he will. But if he can make one big play in any playoff game, that changes the outcome. It's a win. That's all he. That's all he needs to do. One play, 
one down. And that's it. It's a win. And he's in a position now to be possibly a two-time champion. That's all it's going to take. Atlanta Braves close it out in six games with a shutout. 7-0 in Houston to win the World Series. First World Series since 95. Gas was 78 cents then in Atlanta. Forrest Gump just won Best Movie. And, you know, we talked about this too before on last show. As a Met fan, never really rooting for the Braves. But 90% of America was. Nobody wanted to see the Astros win because of the cheating scandal. So this was a win for America because everybody was rooting for the Braves to win. I really didn't have a horse in the race. I did take the Braves in three different occasions in this series personally as personal bets. And I did hit all three. I was I took them in game one. I took them in game six. And I believe it was game three as well that I hit. Um, you know, it's kind of remarkable though. It's just, that's what I was talking about before about them being likable. Because they really just, you didn't think they would ever be in this position. You know, losing Acuna. They made great acquisitions at the deadline. The GM did a phenomenal job. And every player that they brought in was a difference maker. Jock Peterson, Solaire, Rosario were all huge contributions throughout the postseason. From beginning to end. Solaire with the big home run in game uh, six. Rosario was great all playoffs. Jocktober, Jock Peterson was great. And he wasn't so effective in the World Series, but he was great every series up to that. We were literally calling him Jocktober. He was on fire. Rosario was great defensively and with the bat. Albies, Freddie Freeman started hitting, had some big hits. I'm happy for Freddie, like I said. You know, a a new dad. He looks like a great dad. Overdue. Been with the Braves his whole career. Finally got one. The GM did a phenomenal job. He just brought in pieces that got the job done. This didn't seem like a team during the regular season. That was a World Series team, especially after losing to Kuna. And then even being in the World Series, game one, your best pitcher breaks his leg. I mean, backs against the wall all year for this team. In August, this team was under 500. This this team was barely 500 in August to World Series champions. And and nothing to take away from them because, like I said, an incredible run. They had guys that stepped up, but they definitely caught a break with the Dodgers and the Giants having to take each other out. Caught a break because, to you know, the Dodgers should have been home. The Dodgers should have had a home game. You win 100-and-something games, you should probably be the home team. But that's how the rules are structured. So they caught a break, getting the Dodgers at home, not their fault. That's the way the rules are set up. Not, they didn't do anything wrong. You do, you do what you're told. But a heck of a run for them. Hats off. You know, the Braves are sitting here, world's champions, and the Mets still can't even get a freaking gym. 
So that just lets you know the directions that things are headed. Still, uh, still in awe. Still in shock. I just, like I said, uh, barely uh, under 500 in August to World Series champions. First time since 95. But I will say as a Mets fan, hopefully not again for a while. Dame Lillard. We all love Dame. You know, we all love Dame. From Oakland. Raps. Can, can actually rap. If you've never heard Damian Lillard rap, YouTube it. Can actually legitimately rap. Not some Shaquille O'Neal nonsense. Like, can legitimately rap. You know, a loyal dude, 10 toes down, says he's all in, stay in Portland. But something's going on. Something's going on. Dame is not focused, he's distracted. There's something going on because he has been terrible. His last three games, he has shot six for 32 from three. Six for 32 from three. There's something going on. I I tip my hat to him being a loyal dude. And not want to join up with anybody and, and stay in Portland. But it's not going to work. You're not going to win there. No one's coming there. And something else is going on. Because it, I know it's, you know, we're only eight, nine games in. But this is a really bad start. It's a very slow start for him. It's one thing if the team's losing. Because we don't expect Portland to do anything. But it's one thing to be losing and shooting this poorly. They lost again to the Cavs. Uh, not again. They lost three straight now. They lost tonight to the Cavs. Like I said, 6 for 32 his last three games. Something's going on. I don't know if it's because he has to keep answering these questions about he's not going anywhere and he's staying in Portland or what have you, but something's going on. Chauncey Billups, new head coach over there. I, I, there's no chemistry. There's no flow. And like I said, it's one thing to lose. We expect we expect Portland to lose. But we don't expect Dame to play this bad and shoot this poorly from three. Something's going on. I wish he would leave. But it's just his character. Ten toes down. Rip City. Doesn't seem like he's leaving. But he can't keep showing up shooting this bad. And if he is, he might as well go. And the last thing I want to end the show on, Mel Tucker, head coach from Michigan State. You know, sometimes you just got to give guys flowers while they, they can still smell them. Big comeback victory against Michigan on Saturday. Still undefeated. He's now the biggest face in Michigan over Harborough, who is an absolute joke. Can't beat Ohio State. He can't beat anyone that's ranked. Team can't play defense. It's an absolute joke. But Mel Tucker, kudos to you. And the thing about this, you know, this show isn't political. We don't get into all that. But we're also not going to be naive. And we know how the situation stands between black coaches getting a chance to coach in football and college 
and Mel Tucker, an African-American coach, getting the job done. Being able to, to come in when no one believed in you, no one understood how you even got the job, to come in, change that program. He changed the program in Colorado to come in and change this program. Come in, walk in, be a presence, tell these kids they're a national championship team. And they believed them. They bought into it. They fought back at home on Saturday. It was a great game. Go back and watch it if you can. It was an exciting game. It was a battle. I mean, it always is between those two schools. But the way Michigan State came back and fought back and fought for this guy and and believed in what he's saying to him. Because it's one thing to sign, you know, a big name. But it's another thing to bring in a guy from a smaller program who is African-American and have these kids buy in and believe into you and get the, the boosters and the fans and all everybody else, all the other politics that go into it to believe into you as well and come out and win. And I'm rooting for you and you're doing a great job. And that's, and that's a matter of fact. And that's all it takes. You know, it's not, I'm not, none of us are ever saying that black coaches are, are better than white coaches. That's, that's not the case. All we're saying is, let's give some more the opportunity to find out if they can coach. That's it. Just give them the opportunity. Give some of them some opportunities, and let's see what can happen. Point blank, period. But I appreciate you guys for always tuning in. Here we have to say, you know, we got to get back on the ball as well with the picks. Didn't have a profitable month in October. Always a little shaky with... You know, college football, still figuring teams out. NFL, still figuring teams out. Now we got the NBA. We're getting more data with that. We got a snooze you lose pick kicking off soon with uh, Charlotte plus six. Our other snooze you lose pick, which was Central Michigan plus nine, is money in the bank. They're already up uh, 18 or something like that. So that one's money in the bank. You can go get ready to cash that ticket. But we're looking to have a better month in November. To lead right into the Christmas uh, and in the year positive. Long-term investment. We're still profitable for the year, but we did not have a good October. We're definitely looking to bounce back. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at TheBlackBookie. Shout TheBlackBookie.com. Follow us on Instagram as well at TheBlackBookie. Give us a like on Facebook. On the, on the, uh, give us a like on Facebook on the Uncle Joe. I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm just going to let it rock. That's how authentic this is. And in the words of the icon, Billy Walters... I've had some losing weeks. I've had some losing months. I've never had a losing year. Snooze or Lose Podcast. Till next time.